Dan, you've got a brand new album out with yes. the Dan Reed Network. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time coming, huh? 25 years, I think. Is that right? Since the last Yeah, we like, we like to take our time writing each album, you know. <laughs> <laughs> how, how did you find it getting back together? I mean, had you had you been together in those 25 years? Had you kept in touch and stuff or was it a... I think we had, we, we've had about a 15-year break where we didn't talk a lot. Right. Um, every, everybody went off in their own ways and started their own careers doing their thing. Uh-huh. And then about 10 years ago, um, we started getting in touch a little bit. And about, I guess it was uh, New Year's Eve 2012, we were invited to play a New Year's Eve party in our hometown in Portland, Oregon. Right. And it wasn't up until then that we had even considered uh, getting back together to play a show. So we thought you know, there was all these rumors about the end of the world coming at 2012 with the Mayan calendar and all right, that. So yeah. that's kind of a joke. We said, well, if we're going to do a show, let's do it at the day the world ends. <laughs> and uh, we got together, rehearsed a couple of days and had a great time. And then that led to us doing some more shows in 2013, 2014. And then uh, it was, I think it was the end of 2014 we decided maybe we'll start writing some songs and sending tracks back and forth through email and see if we have music there that we want to put together a new album or not. And that was uh, really about the middle of 2015 last year where the songs started coming together. Uh-huh. And so then we set a month aside in November to get in the studio in Portland, Oregon and start recording again. But it all was pretty organic how it came together. Okay. And and was it quite uneasy once when you were in the studio? Did it just feel like old times again or? Yeah, had, had abso- things changed absolutely. Again? Yeah, it was, everything just fell back into place. And that that happened on stage first. We just had such a great time performing and there's a chemistry that the network has that, you know, since we were playing in clubs together, since we were kids, basically, Dan Pred, the drummer, and I were in bands in high school right. uh, playing Rush songs at proms and getting dirty looks from people that couldn't dance to 2112. <laughs> um, so we... It goes a long way back, our history, all all of us, you know. Excellent. And and how did the writing go for, for the album? Did you have a lot of the songs written? You were saying that you'd been in touch with each other via emails and things. Did you have a lot of the songs written before you went into the studio? Or did you do it more, you know, sit in the studio and go, wow, this is a good riff, what's... No, we actually, everything was composed before we went in. Um, I would say about the six months prior to November last year was really just kind of burying ourselves in the studio. Brian lives in Honduras. He has a studio down there. Right. And uh, the guitarist. And I live in Prague and I have a home studio here where I'm talking to you from. So we just demo stuff and send it back and forth and uh, make notes and really learn the songs um, in the studio. Everybody learned them. So we rehearsed them as we recorded them. But everybody had heard them and, you know, through the MP3 files that we sent back and forth. So it was uh, a pretty cool process. Sure. And I mean, obviously technology in the last 25 years has just rocketed. It's Uh, fantastic. (laughs) I get to see Brian on Skype and he's sitting on the beach at his house down in Honduras (laughs) and we're listening to tracks and he's standing out on the beach in his shorts and I'm sitting in the middle of winter here going, (laughs) but yeah, it was good. And so, um, the the lyrics for the album and stuff. Mm. Can you tell us a bit about the the overall con- concept for the album? Then it's called yeah. "Fight Another Day." That's correct. Um, well, the concept of the whole album in general, and I would say for my last three solo albums as well, has been more about just trying to uh, make sense of the often crazy world that we find ourselves in. You know, when you watch the news and see where we're heading, mm-hmm. um, the fact that. 
you know, in America, you have people like Donald Trump that is very popular, uh, talking about building walls and stopping immigration. And, mm. and then you have uh, people like Bernie Sanders, who's talking and going the other direction. So the world is kind of uh, coming to this, coming to the state of where we have to decide if we're going to use compassion as a weapon or if we're going to continue using armed conflict as a uh, uh, solving problems. So, and then how we treat the earth and how we treat each other, uh, all these different things are coming to a, a crux, so to speak. And so fight another day is really just about, um, are we willing to use our better angels to, uh, to kind of solve some of these problems or are we going to give into fear and, uh, building walls and spending billions of dollars on military, uh, enhancement rather than our spirit you know yeah so okay. the dalai lama hasn't gone home yet but we're searching for water on mars it's just a very strange thing <laughs> and, and you mentioned the dalai lama there you actually spent some time in a tibetan monastery didn't you, you spent spent a while yes Is that right yeah i did you took, yeah took some years out of music and and sort of studied religion and yeah i spent uh, i guess between 2003 and 2008 uh, about five years traveling to different parts uh, northern india and i lived in jerusalem for three years um, studying judaism i spent a, a couple months out in the west bank um living at a greek orthodox monastery right. so all of those moments they I, I guess somebody asked me yesterday what did i learn through all that and I say the main thing is just kind of a deep appreciation for the fact that I'm able to play music. Um, don't take anything for granted. One of the big meditations you do at the monastery when you first get there is uh, uh, learning to appreciate the breath that we get to breathe. Okay. Oftentimes we just walk through our day and don't even think about the fact that how gifted we are or how blessed we are to be able to take a breath. <laughs> sure, yeah. So simple things like that. I've learned a lot of uh, just show gratitude, I guess, you know. Okay. And I mean, you said about the music and things. Did do you find uh, that it has affected the way you think about music and stuff? Being yeah, I think so. I mean, with with the network, we used to have a few songs back in the day where you know talking about coming together, whether it's Salt of Joy or Long Way to Go, and um, I think Mix It Up was another one that will be done. Those tracks. I wrote those from the same point of view that I'm writing the songs from now, but back then it was more idealistic. It was more about trying to, um, you know, save the world or change the world, having this kind of uh, illusion or delusion rather in my head. And nowadays it's more about just trying to do songs that uh, hopefully can, even if it just helps me as therapy, um, if it helps anybody else out there to kind of just uh, find balance. <laughs> okay. with uh, str a stressful day, um, then I've done my job now. So I don't have any expectations anymore about that kind of stuff. It's more just about leaving behind uh, a body of work that uh, hopefully will be inspiring to at least one person out there. Okay, excellent. And, and I mean, the new album, uh, I've only had a brief listen to it because I just got it the other day, unfortunately, but mm. it, it's quite a epic sounding, you know, it's quite a big record, isn't it? Mm. Uh, and slightly futuristic sounding and you know wow. that sort of thing i i found anyways i i you know with the keyboard sounds and stuff like that it's yeah futuristic sort of sounding well i like the i like the sound of that i mean i hope that's true i mean the the goal with the network always was is to mix different styles we always loved electronic music we liked rock music heavy riffs um big drums um and kind of like you know singable choruses and sure. stuff so i when we were composing this material, our goal was to not sound like we were trying to uh, uh, 
create the network of 25 years ago and to also not sound so different that uh, people don't recognize it. So that was the goal with this album was to give people kind of an eclectic rock album that uh, that had some uh, good messages in it, hopefully, positive messages. Excellent. And, and how do you... Um, does the Dan Reed Network album change from the Dan Reed solo stuff? Do you, do you find that you change the way you... You write and work and things? Or? Absolutely, yeah. With my solo stuff, it's more uh, uh, internalized music. Uh, I, when I'm on stage, I don't jump around. It's all about just kind of really focusing on the intention of the lyric. Um, with the network, it's more, much more celebratory and, and external. Okay. So that okay. We're, we're throwing out a lot of energy on stage. And to try to do like pensive, thoughtful lyrics in the middle of jumping around and just giving people that kind of supercharged energy on stage yeah. didn't make sense. So with the network album, I'd say it's just more bombastic and uh, a lot more energy okay. than, than any of my solo stuff, for sure. Okay. And, of course, you're coming over here. Uh, you're here next Sunday in Newcastle. Yes. Uh, at, at the Clooney. Yes, which Danny I love. Uh, I played there last year with Danny Vaughn. Fantastic venue and great crowd. Yeah. So looking forward to it, yeah? Yeah, very much so. I like, I, I love Newcastle. I like it up there. I, I'm always shocked by how, you know, thick-skinned and tough the people are. You know, you see people come walking around at 2 in the morning on a winter night with no shoes on. And I'm just like, these are <laughs> sleeves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> people, short sleeves and, and mini skirts. You're like, who are these people, man? I, <laughs> it's not like that in Prague on a Saturday night then. No, not at all. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, Brian, isn't Brian Johnson's from Newcastle? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Brian's a friend and uh, he's told me a lot of, about the old days when he used to have a band up there. Yeah, Jordy. Before, yeah, Jordy, yeah. before he joined ACDC. Really nice stories. And I've been thinking about him a lot lately, of course, with the change at ACDC. Sure, yeah. What, what's your feelings on that? Just as a quick... Um, well, I heard some clips of Axel singing a song at that one at Coachella or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it sounded fine. And of course, it'll make a lot of money with Axel singing. But um, for me, it's just not ACDC anymore. When I think they had a, a great, you know, lightning strike of luck by finding Brian. Mm -hmm. And and Brian, I think, wrote most of the lyrics for Back in Black, which was one of the greatest rock albums in the history of, of music. Sure. So to follow Bon Scott was a tough act to follow and and he did it so beautifully and to see now that axel who's already in guns and roses joining the band to me it's more like a almost like a tribute band now okay in a way yeah you know or like an all-star band that's playing so it's not really acdc even though angus is still there but he's pretty he's kind of the last man standing right now isn't he absolutely yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and let's go back to the so uh with dan uh not with dan with uh yeah, it is Danny, isn't it? Danny Vaughan. Yeah, Danny Vaughan, yeah. yeah. yeah I was thinking, well, Dan, it's the Dan and Dan show, isn't it? So. <laughs> exactly. Well, I used uh, to be Danny when I was in grade school, so I get it. <laughs> That's good. So <laughs> you, you, you're doing this tour, uh, Snake Oil and Harmony. Yes. What can people expect if they, haven't see, if they didn't see you last year? What can they expect yeah. to see? Well, what it is is some of the favorite shows that I've seen in the past was like James Taylor and Carol King sharing the stage, trading songs back and forth. Um, John Hyatt and uh, uh, Lyle Lovett sitting on stage, trading songs back and forth and telling stories and asking each other questions. And that's basically what Danny Vaughn and I do. We sit up there and have a great time uh, talking about our, our days in the music business, uh, the inspiration behind the songs. Um, and we play each other's music mm -hmm. and play a few covers. I, mean, I know we're going to probably play a Prince or song or two okay. um, in honor of that great artist. We're going to play a David Bowie song. 
Um, so, but other than that, we just, it's about two hour show of us going back and forth, just sharing our lives with the, with the audience. And there's a lot of humor and a, and a lot of deep moments as well. So. Excellent. And you just travel together in a car then? Or is it just a little tight? Knit yeah. And, we, yeah. Yeah. We have just, a, a I think, well, there's another artist, there's a, a friend of Danny's named Craig that's opening every show with us. So he's on tour okay. with us as well. Right. So we might have a little minivan. I'm right, not sure. Right. Yeah, but, but yeah, we have a compact and bijou. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we have a tour manager that drives us around and he takes care of all the business aspects and check, checking us in the hotels. And, and then he also does our merch for us. So uh, we just have a great time on the road last year. So I'm sure this one's going to be as, as fantastic. Excellent. And you, you've been at, uh, in Sweden over the weekend, I think. Was that right? In yeah. Sweden? Yeah. How did that go? Fantastic. Yeah, I love it up there. And this was in a, a place called Ostersund where they built this uh, venue on top of the city's water supply tower. Right. Um, so it's about 14 stories up and it's a full, you know, circular venue right. <laughs> with windows everywhere and overlooking the most amazing countryside of Northern Sweden. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, in the audience, it was packed. First time they had done uh, a show there of, a, right. of, of an artist, uh, artist from out of the country coming to play. And they were very happy with it. So I really hope to return because I've never seen a better view or a, or a greater crowd, actually. Tremendous, tremendous. And, and you're going, uh, you're doing the Sweden Rock Festival as well. Is Absolutely. that the first time you've done that or have you done that before? As, as I played Sweden Rock twice before, once solo acoustically mm-hmm. back in 2010 and then the following year with my solo band in 2011. So right. this will be the first time in about five years, I guess. Right. Yeah. It always looks like a fantastic festival. The, the it really is. Just like, wow, you know. I've never seen a, a, a rock festival where there's pretty much every age group. You know, there's families and people in their 50s, 60s, 70s, um, teenagers, and no conflict. No, Nobody's rude. Everybody's partying and drinking and all that, but it's really a celebratory festival. And people just seem to be in the best mood that I've ever seen. And uh, it's really well organized as well. So it's it's a great festival to perform at. Tremendous. Okay, well, look, Dan, your album is out on yes. June the 3rd. It's called yep, Fight on Frontiers. Mm. And it'll be available through all good record stores. You're on Frontiers as well. How, how do you find that as a, as a record label, Frontiers Music? Cause it's- yeah, so far so good. You know, we looked at their roster and, and all the stuff they were doing. And they seem to really know the classic rock world. Like, yeah, they, they've like, been bringing a lot of like some of the artists from from yesteryear, let's say. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, and doing some really good albums, I, I found. So. Yeah, and I've, I've, so far it's, the relationship with them has been fantastic. So uh, I have no complaints at all. I was always skittish about getting back with the label. We did the I did my last solo albums with Pledge Music, the last two of them. Sure. Yeah. And, and I love that organization. But uh, with this one, with the network, we figured we're going to try to get out into the States and Japan and Australia again. And so uh, Frontiers seem to be plugged into everywhere in the world. Um, and that made really good sense. And we're working with Derek Shulman again in management, who signed us to our deal back in 1987. Yeah. yeah. So the A&R guy is now our manager. And he's a brilliant A&R man still. He helped us a lot with this last album. So that's fantastic. That's all gone full circle. Great stuff. And, and you've got some dates. The, the only English date or, or UK date at the minute is on Wednesday, June the 15th uh, at the 100 Club in London. Yep, so. that's our uh, UK CD release party. And, and we're probably not going to be back this year until we'll be back in 2017 with a proper tour. All right. 
But we will, we hope that uh, whoever can make it down to London will be uh, be able to make it we down. Got, we got a few listeners in the London area, I think. So that's that's Great. good. So hopefully they'll pop along and see you. Yeah, it's going to be rocking. And we have a band from uh, from uh, well, originally Bathgate, I guess, up in uh, oh Scotland, Scot- up in Glasgow, called the King Lot. Yeah, right. they're a great three piece, amazing songwriter. Right. Songwriters, just fantastic guys. So they're opening up for us in London as well. Okay, Dan. Thanks very much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, much love. Thanks a lot, Thanks, brother. Thanks, man. Take okay. care. Okay. Have a good day.